am spectacular. You are spectacular. We are spectacular friends. Hello. 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 Hey, how you guys doing? Welcome to the most spectacular podcast. <laughs> What's up, guys? My name is Paul Davis Griffin. And I'm Drew Molina. And we're DP. <laughs> DP. <laughs> Drew and <laughs> Drew and Paul. I don't know why you're laughing. Wait, I, doesn't doesn't DP stand for something? something I don't know. Like, really, I'll, I'll like something really quick. dirty. Here, I don't let, know. Let me, let, me, let me just type it into my phone real quick. Let's see. Okay. I'm pretty what, sure it does. Let's see. Top result for DP. Okay, loading, loading. I'm very excited to hear what this is going to stand for. I think we talked about this before, too. At you know, just point. give me like, just, Drew, just give me like 15 minutes. I just stumbled. Okay, I just, 15? Okay. I stumbled upon something. I didn't expect to stumble upon it. I oh, just, but, I oh need, boy. I, I need like 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. Ooh, I'm, okay. I mean, I'm kind of interested. I want to. Uh, yeah, yeah. At. 15 minutes. Okay. Hold on. Okay. That's fine. All right. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sit here and tap on my desk. There we go. Hey guys. So, uh, I mean, great weather we're having. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, you know, I mean, you're not in the same place as me, probably. I mean, if you're in California, we had the same weather, so that's cool. Okay, I just saw some shit uh, that I didn't want to see. I say we get back oh, to, uh, yeah. no. Wait, do, do you have a, uh, so as far as like the last, last week's podcast go, do you have any notes or anything, Drew? Do you have anything that you um, want to talk about? Um, no, I think we, I think we did pretty, I mean, I, I, I was that guy that kind of listened to this, our own podcast for like four times in a row. Uh, I just kind of have this thing where like, cause I, I do the very basic editing. There's not much editing. It takes like, uh, it, basically I just listen through it and make sure that mm-hmm. it sounds good and then level it correctly. That's all I do. It takes, yeah. it, it takes the extent of listening through it once. Um, yeah. and then I'm so paranoid from like a digital perspective that once I record it and it's edited and I export it and I send it to you, then I have to listen to the audio recording to make sure that it's sent okay. And mm-hmm. then when you post it online, I need to listen to it online <laughs> to make sure that nothing went wrong. We, we're the same person, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get so I, I, I get so self-conscious about it. Like I literally listened to the episode about five different times, like right. just over and over again. Well, I've had plenty of times where, like, something will go wrong, and it's at any one of those given steps. Um, Mm -hmm. And this just so happens to be, like, an hour long, so it takes an hour each time I want to check it, you know. Uh, But (coughs) also, quick note, I I do have a cold. So if I'm coughing and sniffing, I apologize. But Drew says I sound good. No, you sound great, dude. You sound like a, uh, you know, those those indie singers. You know, they have, like, the rough voices, you know? Uh, kind of sound like that in those you. interviews. Thank exactly. Thank you very much. I appreciate no, you. No problem, man. No problem at all. Yeah, so. it's like when, when you see Jack White on an interview or something like that, he's always smoking a cigarello. Like, 100% of the time, he's smoking a black and mild or something like that. And he's just like... And you're like, oh, that explains why he sings the way he does. Because he's just like... And you're like, what an interesting... What an interesting way to choose to sing. And then you realize, oh, he can't fucking help it. Yeah, I mean... I feel like great. sometimes, like sometimes cigarettes, like make the voice sound better in a way, you know, like, especially with the kind of music <laughs> you're producing as you sure. cough up a storm. Dude, you, I'm yeah, so sorry. I'm going to try real hard to not cough through this entire fucking thing and annoy people. But I, I, I was going to try to limit it to like five, but I'm okay. already at three. So you have two more, you know, yeah. I think you could, I think you'll do well. You can mm. space them out. Mm. Yeah. I'm okay. going to take a drink too, sir. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, I'm just Here trying to go. clear my throat at this point. I think because I'll go like an hour without coughing and then all of a sudden I'll be in the middle of a coughing fit. And mm-hmm. here we are recording and of course that's when it fucking happens. So mm-hmm. exactly. I think everyone can relate. I'm I'm that kid in school. Oh like, my God. Like, I know. Back yep, in high school, that would be like so self-conscious. Like I'm bothering everyone. Mm-hmm. You would try to hold it back us. too. Whenever yeah. like it, it's actually painful. You're like you hold it back. Like the teacher's talking, everyone's being super attentive, and you're just like, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, I find that I get particularly harsh coughs, and I think it's partially because I'm not like holding it back. I'm not trying to cough lightly. I'm trying to get whatever needs to come out of my lungs out of my lungs. So I just mm-hmm. commit, you know. And my roommates hate me, and that's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Totally okay. It's totally necessary. So. It, that's me. That's part of being roommates. You're gonna hate each other at some point. At some point, if not all the time. Yeah. So yeah, 
And that's just one step away from marriage, you know? Mm, my God. Too true. Yep. Way too true. Yep. Drew and I um, have been... So... What? What? <laughs> no, you, you do your you, thing. You go. Was, you, I was no, just going to ask was, you... mine was going to be nonsense, so you do your thing. I was just going to ask you... Um, how uh, how does it feel to be done with uh, the Scaparone Day web series? Oh, it feels great. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting um, from the perspective of like it doesn't get a lot of views at this point, and I understand why. It's it's sort of like we're at the end of a project that we committed to four years ago, and you learn a lot when you're working that much on a project, and mm-hmm. uh, we had such a linear storyline in it that we kind of had to finish what we started and so I, it's not my favorite thing in the world I'm just happy it's out and I'm happy that we can move forward with what we've learned yeah um, so uh yeah what what did you think about it we were gonna Dude, talk about that before but well I, um, I know that like I know um from before that you told me that Ben was leaving I I know Ben personally too um and I I thought it was <laughs> I, I was honestly kind of expecting like some like yeah kind I, I of guess, like Quick, quick backstory before we get further into this. Yeah. I, I have a web series that um, stars my band, Scaparonde, uh, and it's a punk rock web series. You can find it on YouTube. Um, and, and our drummer, Ben, uh, who has been in the web series for the past nine episodes, he has since left the band, and we had to mm-hmm. find a way to work him out of the storyline, basically. <laughs> you um, did it so well. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I, 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 no, definitely go check out the episode if, yeah, if you haven't already. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put it on my uh, Twitter too. If you, oh, I you appreciate guys want to check that. It out. Appreciate yeah, that. No problem. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm just, ex- I really am excited. I definitely want to punk it up a bit. I think mm-hmm. um, because video and YouTube is such a, a, a visual, artistic mm-hmm. format. We need to visually punk it up a bit. Um, I so think that, you do continue on. Uh, you want to continue the series, correct? I would like to continue the series. Um, yeah. I don't want to continue it in a linear storyline like we have in the past. Okay. Um, I think that because um, it, it we have 10 episodes and they were made over the course of four years, episode one through five are just not as good as episode six through 10. And yeah. it, it's difficult for people to feel the need to go back and watch through episode one when they're just not as good episodes. So I want to do a more freeform thing that does not have a, a specific order that you need to watch things in. That um, we could just post a music video or a funny skit that we have or a funny idea or highlight another local band or something like that. And yeah. Could really get like uh, just like punk vibes, but th- there's no real need to go back and watch the older stuff. Right. You know. I mean, I, c- I commend you honestly. Like I I I'm the kind of person that I want to film like a really short <laughs> thing and then upload it. And like I I'm that kind of person that. I'll make something, whether it be like a, a three-minute skit or like a ten-minute skit or whatever, um, and I'll want to post it right away. But I, I appreciate that you take so much time to uh, edit, you know, the project. Yeah, and put well, it up. I'll tell you, you don't gets, really care, you know. You, well, you put it up less, and you want people to watch it. Definitely and gets less good. views, and there's definitely something annoying about spending. Like we spent a year on the last one. Yeah. Um, we wanted it to be big and better, and in in ways it was, and in ways it wasn't. Um, but you know, it is definitely annoying working on something for about a year and then in the first day the only feedback you get is oh a new episode mm-hmm. and you're like well how is it i worked on this for a year do you like it do you not like it you know yeah are you just are you just giving me a thumbs up on the video because you've been subscribed for a long time or is this actually exceptional you know yeah. um mm-hmm. and, and at this point i have no idea i have no idea Dude, i mean i know you get these comments too because we're like we're kind of both in the same boat in a way uh I know you get these comments where people are like, oh, I had no idea this channel was still going. Yes, yeah. Um, it, does that hurt? I mean, it hurts me. I, w- I just want to be honest. It hurts me. It doesn't me. really like, anymore. I definitely expected yeah. it with this project. Um, yeah, I know. I definitely expect it. Yeah, know, we, we had made a mistake um, because I, I've been on YouTube for, you know, 10 years now. And mm-hmm. this really should have been a series that was posted to Paul Davis Griffin. Uh, right. At, at that point, it would have gotten views. It would have gotten a small following. But out of obligation to the rest of my bandmates, I didn't think it was fair to put it under my name. Even though I was writing and directing it, I, I just kind of felt guilty about it. And, um, uh, you know, that was uh, that was kind of echoed throughout the rest of the band. And yeah. so that's it ended up that. on a new channel that no one can find or no one knows how to find or no one knows that it's linked to me. 
Which is kind of obnoxious, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's obnoxious. I and I and I get that, and I um, but I th- I I honestly think like if you were to take all the old episodes and the one new one you just posted too, and then post them on you know Paul Davis Griffin, you know, as like a bingeable thing, you know how Netflix does to put out the entire season so people can go, go f- like through it and just watch it the entire yeah. thing. And I, I feel like you would. I, I feel like that's okay, honestly, because yeah. I mean, like you said, you are directing it, you're writing it. That that that's not to say anything. Like they're all incredibly talented people. But I, oh, I love I love I the do, cast, dude. I do have an understanding of YouTube politics that they don't. Um, mm-hmm. And one of those is that if you have a channel that has fifty thousand subscribers, you post to that channel. Yeah. You know, um, because just getting to ten thousand subscribers is such an upward battle. And uh, it's hard, dude. It, it's it's incredibly difficult um, to to just feel like you're posting things that can be as clickable as all of the other shit that's going through YouTube right now. Yeah, you know. Um, so I I think I might take that advice. Uh, I think one of the things that really shone through was that I posted an advertisement for Scaparon Day as a channel, like a, a, a two or three it's years like an ago. update video. Yeah, right? yeah. And it has ten thousand views. <laughs> which is like four times as many views as the entire series has combined. Exactly. So you should like take, I mean, I'm just going to say, I think you should take the advice. I think you should post all of them, you know, just yeah, one take, by one. Take, on take your my channel. own advice. Yeah. Take your, yeah. Take your own advice for take, real. Like take just do my it. own four year advice. I, I might try to do that. Yeah. I we'll think see. it, I think it deserves, I think it deserves the viewership. Yeah, um, you know, maybe I could even combine some episodes that aren't as good or edit them in ways that they're a little bit shorter or whatever. Or get yeah, to just the point a little bit faster, but, you know, it is what it is. This yeah. has been this has been a very real intro for me. Let's talk I, about you, No, Drew. same. How's your, how's your career? Dude, um, it's... It's it's all over the place. I mean, I'm, I, I, I just want to be honest, and I, um... I mean, I just want to be honest. Like, I, I, I am hurt by the fact that I did make, you know, so many views off of my old YouTube videos, and I, I took a long break uh, just because I, I physically could not get myself to make content. Like, I just, I couldn't do it for a while. Like, living at my dad's, moving, moving away from New York and from those people I used to live with who you have stayed with before, um, just moving away from those people and uh, kind of trying to... Uh, restart in a way it was it's just, it was just weird at my dad's like i just i was just trying to like figure out and I, it, we were also in a place where me and you weren't talking you know like we were yeah. kind of we were mad at each other for a little bit and, well there um, was like there was this long period of time where both of us were very much loners and homebodies yeah. yeah and uh we were still close up to that point we were still always friendly when we talked but we just you know we it's not that we weren't talking to each other it's just that we weren't talking to people yeah you know, and then we did become angry at each other after an event. Yeah, uh, um, you know, which happens, you know, with friendships, especially. Yeah, like well, I, you know, I think uh, I think that friendships that um, go through difficult stages are, are just natural. It's like, you know, there are times that you hate your fucking siblings yeah. because you're in their lives so much, and you guys are at a, a similar age, and people go through conflicting issues that press each other's buttons and stuff like that but that's just kind of a sign that you care yeah no definitely i i mean uh meeting you in, in full proof like i like for some reason like i knew that we were going to be good friends and that we were going to do like good shit together and create awesome content like yeah even just I, like starting that one v, like that one like chat roulette video we did in the beginning the first one yeah. like, i knew something was going to happen with that um drew and i met in an improvisational maryland group called foolproof that deals with mm-hmm. issues like rape and drugs and abuse and stuff like that it was like think when you're in middle school and um people come to your to your school for presentations about drugs and alcohol but it's like super realistic and then afterward you have the opportunity to actually talk to the characters like in person um, mm-hmm. Because it's all like a Q and A with the yeah. characters. So it's yeah. a really interesting group, and it was a very you know you became close with the people you did it with because it was such like a, an intense experience at times. Yeah. Um, and I think Drew and I were just kind of in a very similar mental state. Yeah, very much so. And not to be cheesy, but we've talked before. Like, you know, you only have sisters. I only have a sister. We, we mm-hmm. you know, we kind of connected as uh, as bros. 
Yeah, like brothers, dude. No, for yeah, real. Yeah, dude, um, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and there's always going to be those, uh, you know, it's always going to be like tribulations with family. Things are going to happen, you know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll talk about that in the future, but if we oh, if yeah. we started talking about that, then it would become the entire episode. And, <laughs> yeah, no, and I don't anyway. know about you, but I did some preparation. So I, I did too. I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. to do this. Uh, now, I'll, I'll tell you, I think we have, like, we kind of talked about the fact that we didn't feel like we needed to trade on and off. Um, mm-hmm. And yet, I find that we've been doing that, and I find that I may have an opener this time. Okay. I think what do you, you think? should. Yeah, no, I think you should. Okay. I like this story. Um, okay. Now, I'm a little bit nervous because this this one isn't as funny as the other ones that I had, but it's just, it's, uh, it's, you'll see, you'll see. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, so I was talking about stories in the past two episodes about the 1960s, and I wanted to switch it up, so this one takes place in the fall of 2011. Hmm. Uh, so very recently. Um, there was an aspiring model, and her name was Paris Dillon, and she... Uh, was relatively popular on Instagram, and she's very, very pretty. And um, she posts to the Facebook page of Chris Birdman Anderson, uh, and he is an NBA player who's relatively popular at this time. And he's playing for the Denver Nuggets. And her <laughs> the comment, Denver Nuggets. <laughs> right. right I, I'm so sorry. Like that no, name. No, like... <laughs> I've heard that name before. I don't think either of us are really sports people. No, not at all. Right. No. Um, so I I just don't really get the com- I don't have a competitive nature that is required to get really really into sports. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always found that I know Nuggets is named after like mining, right? Like gold, oh, nuggets, silver nuggets. Okay. But it just sounds like a weird fast food. Like come so, get the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> so it's it's only like- at Walmart. <laughs> Oh, I don't think I'd be buying them if they're only sold at Walmart. I wouldn't be buying them no matter what. <laughs> For nuggets. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. It's, it reminds me of the Steelers, because that's what the Steelers are based off of. The name, the Steelers, comes from the fact steel, that Pittsburgh right? was, it was a steel industry. town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like back when uh, um, uh, uh, railroads were a big thing in America, you know. Mm-hmm. Steelers! Okay. Steelers. Yeah. yeah, so point being, he's a famous NBA player, and this Instagram aspiring model... Her comment literally just says, hey, call me. And she leaves her phone number. Oh, boy. Uh, so, have you, now both of us are internet personalities. Have you gotten this? Have you had people do this before? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I have too. Most, mostly and, in like direct messages and like hardly ever in comments. But yeah. Right, <laughs> and, and given this circumstance, what do you do? I have a girlfriend. I, just, I, don't, I don't do anything. <laughs> no, I just kind of ignore it because you don't know yeah. who this person is, right? Yeah. Well, especially because, like, when someone is an NBA player or, like, an internet personality or something like that, um, mm-hmm. what, why would they respond to you? Mm-hmm. Right? It's like they're, they're getting 5,000 messages a day. How come you're just going to, like, shout out and they're going to be like, oh, this one person? Mm-hmm. Anyway, she got a response. Of <laughs> fucking course. Yeah, the text, she got a text message that just kind of, like, said, hey, it's Chris, and she just freaks out. Um, oh boy. So the two of them start talking online for a while, and they kind of start a relationship. They send hundreds of messages back and forth over the course of a few weeks, and after, like, a few months of flirting, the two became more intimate, they started to exchange nudes and stuff like that, and they start mm-hmm. talking about maybe meeting in person. Because uh, yeah. they lived very far apart from each other. He's obviously from Denver. I can't remember where she's from, but she's in America. Because uh, she's American, okay. Yeah. Uh, and Paris, the girl from Instagram, she eventually gets a message from Chris's best friend, whose name is Tom. And he's kind of, like, encouraging her to meet. And he's saying that Chris would never say this to you in person because he's too proud, but he, he's really crazy about you. Oh, and shit. So she buys a plane ticket. She goes to Denver. She uh, meets up with Chris, and they have a little rendezvous at Chris's place. You know what I mean? And, uh, and then Paris like flies back. Can you, like I plane plane tickets are expensive. Yeah, that dude. must at least be a thousand dollars to fly into Denver. I mean, I don't I don't know if it was a thousand. Probably, I mean, probably like maybe like four hundred dollars. But like, well, I mean, like there and back. Yeah, yeah, no, oh yeah, round trip. Um, yeah, 
that's how me and my girlfriend met. Like that was like I would I bought her literally a plane ticket to come visit me in New York. Right, the but the same di- thing. The difference is that you're not Chris Anderson. Yeah, the NBA <laughs> yeah. Denver Nuggets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she's yeah. an internet personality. You're an internet personality. It works. This right. is some girl from Instagram with a couple views. This is Chris Birdman Anderson from the Denver Nuggets. Right. A little bit of a different circumstance. No, no, definitely. But they did meet up, and they did end up sleeping together. And um, Of course. Then, like, after a week uh, after they had met, Paris starts getting more messages from Chris's best friend, Tom. Okay. And apparently, since they had met, Paris had started talking to another NBA star. <gasps> oh, boy. And when she mentions this, Tom, Chris's best friend, just starts freaking out. Like, to the extent that he threatens to have her raped and left on the side of the street. Oh, my God. Like, he freaks out. Um, He, at this point, like, she's trying to ignore his messages, but at this point, he starts insisting, hey, those nudes that you sent to Chris, I have them, and I'm going to post them online. Oh, my God. He not only posts them online, but he somehow gets her full name, her address, her phone numbers, and she adds it as captions to all of the naked photos that he posts. Oh, man. At about this time, Chris Anderson, he's in Oklahoma City playing an away game with his team, and he receives an email from Paris's mother who tells him, I just found out that you slept with my 17-year-old daughter. Oh, no. So she is underage. Oh, God. She is a minor. So this just has become a criminal circumstance. Yeah. Yep. And Chris... What a fucking idiot. I know. Chris, Chris, (laughs) he insists, like, Paris, she told me that she was 21, and Paris is like, no, I made it incredibly clear that I was 17. So he, he, like, tries to calm the situation, and he sends her $3,000, which I think is kind of, like, in in their mind, it was, like, to cover their plane ticket and the inconvenience of needing to spend your money to come visit me here in Denver, and... Mm-hmm. Um, also, don't get me in trouble. Here's $3,000. Right, right. <laughs> just just calm down. You and your mom just disappear into the night. Yeah, I know exactly. So, at this point, the police get involved. And they're examining both of their Facebook accounts and their phones to figure out, like, who's lying to find out, like, if she said that she was 21 or if he ignored the fact that she was 17. And they found out after looking through their messages that both of them were telling the truth. Hmm. Wait, how so? They found out that the messages that Paris was sending to him did not match the messages that Chris was receiving. And the messages that Chris was sending did not match the messages that Paris was receiving. So the phone numbers they had been texting also didn't match their actual phone numbers. (laughs) After examining the phone numbers and the email IP addresses that they had been communicating with, they found that they could trace them all back to Canada. Where a woman named Shelly Chariter had made fake accounts for both Chris Anderson and Paris Dillon and had been playing a middleman for them through every single text, message, and email that both of them had ever sent to each other, making small adjustments that would trick them into meeting in person, sleeping together, and effectively ruin Chris Anderson's NBA career. <laughs> what the fuck? I know! <laughs> Does she not like him? Is that like was this she her plan the entire time? She never met him or anything like that. Um, I, I get into it a little bit more later, but just to put it in perspective, until they had slept together in Denver, neither of them had ever actually met each other. Oh my god, that's fucking crazy! And yeah. and Chris's best friend Tom, also a fake account of Shelley, and. <sighs> Remember when I told you that um, Shel- uh, Paris's mom was messaging Chris? Mm-hmm. Also Shelly. Oh, my God. And she had effectively scammed Chris out of thousands of dollars. Jesus so, Christ. Um, my, my personal favorite part of this story is uh, 
it, it like it's obvious how Shelly was able to get hold of Paris's phone number because mm-hmm. Paris had posted it on Chris's NBA Facebook page and like she just kind of said, "Hey, call me," right? Mhm. Um no one knows how she got Chris's phone number. No one Weird. like none of the police were able to identify how but she had apparently found it online, you know, and uh somehow and, Which you uh, can do. I mean, you know, celebrities sometimes. Right. Uh, and, and apparently, she just kind of texts to Chris's phone number, Hey. And Chris responds with like, Um, who is this? And she says, Well, this is Paris. And Chris says, Well, how did you get my phone number? And she said, On Facebook. And Chris says, <laughs> Oh, okay. He and just believes it? That's fucking it. That's how they... That's... <laughs> Fucking be more careful who you're meeting yeah, online. Yeah, what like, the fuck? Don't, you have no idea. Oh, my God. Do you watch Catfish? Are you, like, any like into that no, show at all? No, no, uh-uh. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, I, I kind of was against it in the beginning, but, like, that's, like, the basis of the show. It's, like, these people that are so, they're so bent on, like, ruining, like, not ruining other people's lives, but, like, getting themselves, like, put into their, li- like, life situations. Right. Uh, like, and they'll just, like, they'll just make up so many different lies. It's insane. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I um I had heard about this from an article online, and I'd uh, found out that they had actually made a 2020 about this. And so oh. I went back and I watched the 2020, and I kind of pulled information from articles and from that. Um, right. But uh, so wow. Yeah, I I definitely wanted to tie all of this back into just like, be careful. We're living in a crazy world right now with just false information everywhere, and you never know who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the most charismatic people you will ever meet are the sickest fucking people in the world, mm-hmm. and you can never know who you're actually talking to. That sweet-ass old lady that lives next door, she could have killed five people by now. You do not know. You don't know. Play your cards to your chest, people. Yeah. Because it could Jesus. end up being a 33-year-old woman with a 6th grade education who's from fucking Manitoba, Canada. Because this is Shelly. That's who apparently, so strange. Yeah, when she was... Uh, she... she, um, she Shelly is, at this point, taking care of her bedridden mother. Oh, uh, no. So she, she... There's no father in the picture. Um, she dropped out of school when she was 12 because she said that she was being bullied. She doesn't have any guidance. And she says up to the point where she was arrested and taken to prison, she had not been outside of her mother's house for 11 years. Oh, my God. She's 33 years old at this point. Wow. um, So she would... That's that's how most social disorders are formed, just by being away from people. And and she just straight up was like, I would pass the time by making Facebook pages and impersonating comedians and... Playboy Playmates and um, hmm. and uh, Brody Jenner, and uh, she had alle- allegedly tormented upwards of fifteen people. Oh my god! Um, so she's sentenced to eighteen months in prison, and uh, um, which which includes charges for soliciting pornography from a minor, obviously. Oh, of course. You know, and because uh, she's thirty three and this girl's seventeen, um, but she only ends up serving twelve months. Of her sentence, which she says was a great way to practice her social skills. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this has me. Uh, <laughs> this has me like thinking about like sociopaths. Like yes, been, wa- been watching this fucking Shane Dawson, Jake Paul documentary. Oh, about that. I've been watching that too. Oh yeah, man, dude. it's so good. Um, I'm glad you. I'm glad you like told me to watch it. I'm, 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 yeah, I was, like, bl- mind blown. People have given a lot of criticism to Shane Dawson. Um, for for making it, and the only point of criticism that I can agree with is the fact that he was taking so, um, sociopaths mm-hmm. and effectively turning it into like a horror show, mm-hmm. like something making them look really like psychopaths, scary. which in and, fact and they it's, aren't. Yeah, it's it's like a psychological condition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you're, you're effectively trying to make people scared of someone who has a disorder. Mm-hmm. And I can sympathize with that, but everything else about it is just so good, and it's like a new age for YouTube. Yeah, it's like, you know? hey, can we? Like, can can people even play characters anymore on yeah. like, YouTube videos? Yeah, well, without being called out for it. This is the first time I've watched a documentary on YouTube that I feel like I could have just picked off of Netflix. 
Yeah, no, and it's for real. Just, it's just, you know, him and his cameraman. It's amazing. Yeah. The, the, the views he's getting. I mean, I, I can honestly imagine how many, like, like different, like, television stations yeah. and you know bbc like any anybody like they're probably like trying to get a hold of him like yo can you make a show for our like, yeah um, the the views he's getting for like the past year is just yeah. next level like every video he puts out 10 million 15 million 20 million 15 million mm-hmm. it's he's, he's no one no one does that right now yeah he's like you can, tell, you can tell he's real like that's the thing like from yeah. watching him you can tell that he's being super open like just, yeah like that's just the feeling you get yeah, yeah. um yeah, well, to finish off my story, um, Chris Anderson, the basketball store, he, the basketball story, the basketball star, was fired from the NBA after accusations of pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were obviously eventually, after all of these investigations, um, pushed to the side, and he was picked up by the Miami Heat in 2013. Oh, wow. uh, Shelly eventually married a man from New York named Rob Marku, who she'd met on Xbox Live. Oh my god! <laughs> and his family urged him not to fly from New York to Canada to meet her because you've never met this person. You don't know if they're real, and he insists, "No, I know she's real." And just by happenstance of this one scenario, she is real. <laughs> wow! So he flies out to meet her. Uh, he knocks on her front door, and he's he's he. he recollects that instead of answering the door she kind of just appears behind him yeah and then she invites him into the house Ew, and what the fuck? like they had been talking for a while on xbox like i don't i don't i couldn't find how long but like a couple months or whatever and when she ushers him up to her bedroom he turns to her and she says quote so do you want to marry me <laughs> And Shelly says, quote, okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then they get married that very day in Shelly's oh. own kitchen. And she's wearing her pajamas and some neighbor who has the, you know, oh like the power to marry people. Come, He comes in and marries them in the kitchen. And they're still married to this day. Uh, but Rob constantly has to fly back to New York because he isn't technically a Canadian citizen. And Shelly can't travel to New York because there's still a warrant out for her arrest in Colorado. And oh if she were God. she were caught on American soil, then she would uh, have to face about 22 years in prison. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The the internet, <laughs> the internet, dude. Just just be fucking careful. Please. Yeah, for real. Don't, I can't stress enough. People are crazy, and they will do anything to fuck with you anything for attention yeah yeah, you're like i live in a safe neighborhood i'm careful about who i'm going out with and you know just you don't you don't you don't know you really don't know yeah i i I definitely want to kind of tell a couple more stories like my mom um is an incredibly protective woman of her children i love your mom yeah she kind of instilled me with this over fear of others and Mm. I don't react to the extremes that she imprinted in me, but they're in the back of my head at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a I'm a safe motherfucker for it. Yeah, I'll you're cautious. You yeah, I'm a cautious I mean, motherfucker. I've been told. I mean, I'm like that too. I've been told that it's like a problem though. Like a lot of my friends would be like, "Oh, you're you you don't trust anybody, Drew. You yeah, gotta like well, open up, man. You know what, Drew? You're gonna be one of the ones that lives. <laughs> what do you Just yeah, what do you mean? That. <laughs> you know, they're like, I trust everyone. You got to take chances. Those no, are people right. that meet up with Shelly in Canada and she murders them with a knife. <laughs> okay, you and me, we're like, we don't know this person. Let's stay home and eat Doritos. And drink and smoke a fuck ton, yeah. And we Pretty. have great lives for it. Yeah. <laughs> which are going to be long and extended and prosperous because we don't trust people. That's so sad. <laughs> Listen, Drew, you do what you have to do to get by in this world. Amen, dude. Amen. 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 Oh man. That's my st- no. that's my that's my topic. Uh, do you have any thoughts or recollections? Um no, I'm like I used to be on uh that site called You Now. Uh and I I knew a lot of people like that. Like there was like there was like three instances in which like three different girls faked a death 
like faked their death on you now and like everybody believed it and they're like oh yeah. we're gonna send them donations we'll send donations to their family yeah through, through uh through gofundme and they made a bunch of money off of it and well, they they weren't even dead you know yeah, like, people people who do that they're really not thinking long term no what do i do a month from now when i'm supposed to be dead it's all in the moment yeah it's so scary i mean really no it's is. It really is, like, because you really don't, I mean, that this is horrible, but, like, you really shouldn't trust anybody. Like, you really shouldn't. I mean, your family, your friends, you know, people you've known for a long time, maybe, but, like, just be careful, for real. Yeah. Like, like Paul was saying, be very Absolutely. careful. Absolutely. Um, I, I want to talk, one of these weeks, I want to talk about um, Ted Bundy. And oh boy. He, yeah. he is, like, the epitome of just the most charismatic, trustworthy person in the world uh-huh. that ended up killing upwards of 40 people and everyone in his life was like couldn't be ted couldn't could not be ted he's the nicest yeah. guy um you want to talk, you I'll know talk something about interesting about that by huh? the way what i know we were you were like in the beginning of the last podcast you were literally talking about Zac Efron. you're like eh, man, i don't really feel like he's like disney like oriented so i'm like but like uh he you know what he's he's playing ted bundy in a new movie yeah. coming out isn't that I, interesting i have feelings about that how, how do you feel? I think that it's very interesting mm-hmm. that we're living in a society where whenever there's a mass shooting, um, news stations really pride themselves in the fact that I will not announce the name of the person that did this because mm-hmm. that is that should not be glorified, and this person does not deserve to be a celebrity. Mm-hmm. And our culture applauds that, and we're like, yes, that is exactly what we need to do. Good on you, ABC. And then at the exact same time, uh, Zac Efron is playing Ted Bundy. Ted and Bundy. We're like, I would love to see that movie. And it's just because it was 30, 40 years ago, it's it's okay to talk about. No, like, no, yeah. th- those people who died still have family members that are alive and can remember it happening. Still and grieving. It's, it's yeah. just not to me, it, it's, it's okay to like, do your research and make sure that you're informed and and learn like why people like that exist but once you start you know taking these really hot actors and playing them and getting fangirls and making trading cards and plush dolls and cartoons i'm just like fuck this is this is too much yeah there was even this thing on tumblr like a bit ago about how like some girls were like sexualizing school shooters yeah, it's just, yeah. It's, it's very str- it's it's so strange. You can so, read a lot about people like girls or men who will go out and um, form a relationship with a serial killer while he's in prison mm-hmm. or she, and uh, they'll like fall in love and get married. Um, Charles so Charles Manson has a son because mm-hmm. when he was in prison, he like I guess jerked off in his hand and gave it to his wife or whatever. Like mm. crazy shit like that. I don't Stuff know. Insane. Manson's yeah, a weirdo. Is. Yeah. Yeah, he's dead now. Yeah. Isn't he? I think so. I'm no, pretty yeah, sure no, he. I'm he, pretty no, sure he just died like yeah, this past dead. year. I think it happened like a year ago or like yeah. a year or two ago. Um, yeah. Because that that was like the I remember thinking that it was he was this crazy next level monster who was like still alive and you just assume that people like that are dead. Mm-hmm. Um and like not around anymore and he was you know just still sitting in prison somewhere, so crazy. But I think you're right. I think he did pass away this past yeah. year. Yeah, I think I, I think I know. Like he definitely passed away because like a bunch of biopics started coming out about him. Like a yeah, bunch of different he, shows like glorifying like the fact that he was a serial killer in a way. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. But that's Hollywood. I, I, I just you know, yeah. I don't know. This is this is deep. We're this is like deep episode. <laughs> It's good. It's all good. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. I hope that your topic is uh, not so serious. Okay. So, <laughs> this, I'm, I'm, before I like start talking about the story, I'm just gonna like because it's about my dad. Okay. Um, so, th- I'm just gonna talk about how much of a badass my dad is first. Okay. Um, yesterday, Edward right, Malinowski. Edward freaking Malinowski. Edward Malinowski. Uh, he's fucking crazy. Um, le- yesterday. He was in a beer hoisting competition, so a it's, beer, a, it's a, ger- a beer hoisting. So it's like a very German thing. So what you'll do, you will hold a, a huge mug of beer, like a like like the uh, like the Avengers Infinity War like mug of beer kind of okay. thing, where like okay. four would be drinking it, right? All um, right, all right. 
So you hold it in front of you for as long as you can without bending your arm. You just hold it out there, just a mug filled with beer. And he got second place, and there was like nine different guys doing it. At oh, once. damn. Yeah, my fucking That's dad. That's impressive. No, it's crazy. Like, he's he's almost 60 years old, and he's, like, in super good shape. It's insane. And drinking um, beer. Yeah, Chugging it, you know, with my the family, Dude, my family's, like, we're super into beer. It's really weird. Like, my and dad wine. would make... My, yeah, no, wine, too, for real. Mm-hmm. Like, my dad my dad would make beer in the uh, basement. <laughs> like, he would make it. Like, And it was really good stuff. He'd let me taste it sometimes, too. Yeah. Um, really good stuff. But, um, so, this story is about my dad. Um... So my, my dad was in the Navy, uh, and he was about to uh, get uh, was situated, I guess, uh, be, be put into Alaska. He was going to be um, stationed there. Uh, so he was on his way to Pennsylvania to pick up all of his stuff. So he's, he's on his way to Pennsylvania. Uh, he sees—and uh, in 1984, there weren't really any rest stops, like, on the side of the road. You couldn't right. just, like, pull up—you couldn't pull up to, like, a random rest stop and, like, just on the side of the road and go to the bathroom to get right back in your car. You had to, like, go down these— paths like through the woods right um, yeah like super they, creepy they they were around but they weren't quite so massively yeah um, they weren't common as common right right um and he was riding through this path and he, he finds this uh this rest stop he goes to the bathroom and this is a this is a true story he's he's been told, telling me this story for years uh he's going to the bathroom and this six foot four man walks into the bathroom and just goes to the stall right next to my dad and there's like a bunch of stalls it's like not it's not just two stalls there's like uh-huh. there's like nine different stalls in this bathroom and he stands right next to my dad and, and starts you know going to the bathroom looking down at my dad like really freaky uh and my dad like automatically knew like from his training that something was up like this right, guy's just right just staring at him hardcore he's like okay i gotta i gotta get out of here so my dad Finishes up, walks out, and notices that this six foot four man is following him, like legit, just following him out of the bathroom. Didn't even go to the bathroom. This guy. Drew, this is the Stranger Danger episode. Exactly. No, for this, no. This, this is, episode's this is about Stranger Danger. <laughs> we'll, we'll title it that. We'll just call it Stranger Danger. Everybody, be careful because yeah, for real. everyone around you is trying to kill you or make you go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> Message from Paul and Drew. Don't trust anybody. We're DP. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what that means yet, but um, uh, it's uh, it's gonna mean something. I Google know it. it. Google it later. Yeah, we'll, we'll Google it. Um, but you but, guys who are listening, don't Google it. Just Drew, yeah. you Google it because I, I, Google I, it. I don't think we should call ourselves that. Okay, no, I, I I agree. I remember it being something really dirty, like I, when we were talking about it back in the day. Um. But yeah, this, it means, this guy. It means double penetration. <laughs> it's a category of pornography. <laughs> and for all of you guys who didn't get in on the joke, I knew that that was what it was from the beginning, and I did not Google porn earlier. I, I, I did it. That's that's why I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Yeah, I, I was just pulling your chain. Uh my yeah my my very long chain um anyway what happened with the six foot four man following your father so this the six the six foot four man follows my dad out of the bathroom uh and my dad his car is right right there so he's like but he's like thinking i don't have enough time to get in the car like i really don't if i get in the car this guy's he looks strong he's probably going to be able to stop me my dad's like fit, but he's in the in the in this day he wasn't like super fit, you know. I'm I'm very skinny. He was super skinny too. Right, right. Um, so he just decides to start walking into the woods, um, and this guy starts following like following suit, starts fo- like Ooh. following him into the woods. It's like my, once you're in the woods and someone goes into the woods after you, this person yeah. is one hundred percent following you. Yeah, and you can't be bad's like it, yeah, you can't be like maybe they're following me, maybe they're not. This person just followed you on an unmarked trail. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, and it's fucking 1984. Like, he's, he doesn't have a cell phone. He can't call anybody. Yeah. Uh, so he starts walking to the woods. This guy's following him. And as soon as this six foot four dude says, I'm going to get you, he starts, <sighs> no, for real. My oh. dad, my dad starts bolting. And my dad was a runner at this time. So, like, he would win, he would win marathons. Like, he was, like, one of the best runners 
Uh, it's insane. Like he has a picture up in his office of him uh, running and winning uh, some uh, marathon. But um, yeah, he, he started running. And it was in like, this is around September too. So the leaves were changing falling off the trees they were like falling on the ground like so you could you could like you could hear you could hear it and this was like yeah you, it was it was very creepy like my dad bolted and like could hear this guy screaming at him saying i'm gonna get you uh and i i, I personally feel like this guy like does this a lot like this is his way of like finding his victims yeah well there's a rule um that if if uh someone seems like overly confident about their kill Mm-hmm. They or or robbery or whatever. I'm just assuming this guy is a serial killer at this point. Yeah, me but, too. Um, at, 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 if this person is that confident in it, they've done it before. Because the first yeah. time someone kills someone, even if you you want to do it, it's still a big deal. You know, yeah. so you're you're very cautious and careful, and you try to sneak up on the person. This guy is like I, fucking, I'm I, fucking I'm scary. afraid of what he would have done in the past. My dad, uh, my dad described him as a very like tall, lanky man, which kind of gave me like this Slender Man vibe, which is kind of yeah, creepy. yeah. Um, not, not totally, not putting those two together. But um, he, he ran. He was running for like what seemed like hours, uh, deep into the woods, oh. and he could. He still feel this like guy behind him could still hear him, um, and he finally finds this log, and he situated like situated himself inside of the vlog, like the log. I almost said vlog, Jesus. Um, inside the log, and he just hides out there for what is like an hour. And he finally hears this guy behind him saying, like, I'm going to get you and looking for him. You can't get away. But, you know, the guy just kind of leaves, figures that he's, like, disappeared. My dad's fast. Like, he's super fast. Or, like, fast. keeps looking for him, thinking that he's still on the trail, but he's walking yeah. past your dad at this you, point. You know, he's, he's, he's using his wit. Um, and my dad is smart and stays there for a long time, does not get up, doesn't even think of getting up. He just sticks there, like, stays there and uh, kind of, like, camps out for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's how you survive. Uh, you just, you know, stick yeah, around to, for longer than they would think that you would stick around. Yeah, uh, you got to think like the killer or whatever. In, in Unless you have an opportunity to go home, then go home. Yeah. Um, so he waited out for, like, an hour uh, and finally got up. And this was this was like in the four in the morning, like four or five. In oh the morning. wow! Yeah. Uh, so he he gets up, he ventures back to where he parked his car, finds his car, finds that the guy that was chasing him, his car's gone too. So he obviously left. So my dad pretty much nearly escaped being killed by a serial killer wow. in nineteen in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, yeah. We're yeah, we we'd like to think that it was a serial because killer. Because who but... who is running miles into the woods to steal someone's wallet? Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. You know, yeah. you don't know what he you don't know what his intentions were. But yeah. Um, yeah. My dad's a badass. Like I find out more about like how much of a badass he is every day. It's insane. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Um man. Uh that yeah. actually that actually reminds me of a story that happened to the two of us that I was thinking about talking <laughs> about at some point, but realized uh-huh. that it was too short. Maybe, maybe I can. Which story uh, was it? Make it? Maybe I can rattle it off real quick. Yeah, go for it. So uh, Drew and I, like we had talked about before, we were in this group called Foolproof, and every year uh, there was like this cast party where we would all go to and meet out at this house, and it was at our friend Raynell's house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like, there were houses around, but it was in the woods, and all of the houses were at least separated by some degree of trees and foliage. And um, so we would get all the, the, the theater kids together, and we would play this game called Vampire Tag. I love and, that game. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was just that um, every it was like a combination of hide-and-go-seek and tag. And you yeah. would specifically play it either outside at night or inside with all the lights turned off in a big space. And you would hide and you would need to stay hidden from the vampires. Um, if you got tagged, you also became a vampire. And if a certain amount of time, like 15, 20 minutes went by and everyone had become a vampire, then the vampires win. If there are still people who are alive, quote unquote, then the humans and survivors win. Yeah. Um, so that's vampire tag. And... Mm-hmm. I remember uh, Drew and I were no longer in foolproof at this point, but we had been invited back to. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that we weren't in foolproof. Which, yeah, yeah, we we we'd inv- invited back like the year after I had left or something, and uh, I brought Drew along, and um, a big group of us, like I would say, 
15 people went outside to play uh, Vampire Tag. And I specifically remember being it sometimes and running around. And there was, like, this one person who was in, uh, like, a white hoodie. And I would chase them and I would never quite catch them and stuff like that. And um, So the whole game progresses. And uh, at the end of one of the rounds, everyone calls out to each other and everyone starts gathering around. And it's about this time that I realize that no one is wearing a white hoodie. Oh, yeah. And oh my God. I, I didn't say anything. I'm kind of internally freaking out when <laughs> our friend Cassie yells, hey, whoever's in the white hoodie over there, we're gathering together. And everyone kind of looks around and, and notices everyone's here. <laughs> so, oh and God. we all go inside and I tell my part of the story and other people are like, yeah, I kind of remember chasing around someone who's wearing white too. So point being, I don't think this is paranormal. I think there was someone in a white hoodie in the mm-hmm. middle of the woods who was running around with us. Yeah. I, I remember this because oh, af- after, after we had played for a while, we realized, and I don't know if you remember this, but we realized that this person in the white hoodie had actually walked back into their house, like all the way down the field. There was like this like lit house. They walked back into it. And we saw it. We saw it. Yeah. I don't remember that, but which oof. is creepy as fuck. It's like, what is this? This person just literally came out to play this game and then leave. Like, yeah, <laughs> or just like got it, got a kick out of it because we were kids. You know, we yeah. were all, we we you and me were the oldest people there. Yeah. I was 18 at the time or something. And I was like, yeah, I was like seven to like 16 years old. Yeah. Like, geez. I mean, that's, that's, that's some creepy stuff. No. Yeah. For real. I mean, it's, and it's out in the middle of nowhere too. So yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. That was, man. We have a lot of scary stories. We're not going to talk about it now. But yeah. Stranger so danger, many. guys. Stranger for danger. real. Yeah. Okay, this is the stranger danger episode. <laughs> Don't trust people you meet online who are famous NBA players. Don't trust anyone who is above six feet. And don't <laughs> trust anyone wearing white hoodies. That is, exactly. if it's nighttime and they're in a white hoodie, get the fuck out of here, man. And if they're, wanna... M- if they're NBA players, they wear, like, wear white hoodies and they're six foot four. You, need to get the f- like, you just need to run. Like, that's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which, uh, you know, I'm relatively sure that... A lot of NBA players are so. Six you know, <laughs> just stay away from NBA players. Yeah, don't, just don't. We don't yeah. need to deal with that. Fuck them now, yeah. God damn. Well, um, so I, I'm pretty sure we have one more. Here, let me pull up a calendar real quick. I'm pretty sure we have okay. one more episode after this, and then the next episode would probably be the closest one to Halloween. Right. Also. Uh, oh no 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 no! We have two episodes after this, and then the two. one after that would be. Um, would come out on the 30th, which is perfect. That's great. Um, also, Paul, I think I told you this, but I am going to be in Baltimore, uh, your yeah. area, in October. Like I think they're around the end of it, just to visit my sister and my mom for their birthday. Because my mom had my sister on her birthday, so they share the same birthday. I remember that. Yeah. yeah pretty crazy. Um, but I'm going to be there to celebrate, and uh, I would love to uh, hang out and possibly record a podcast together i think that'd be really uh a really good uh thing to do yeah i i think that would be a lot of fun um especially if that was the one we record for halloween like we could get together in one room and set up our mics and just lounge around and tell stories and i I honestly miss halloween like because thing is here in california the leaves don't change so it's kind of weird it's like a like an all-time like it's always summer here so right. I don't really get that like feeling of the, the fall nostalgia or the Halloween nostalgia yeah. that you guys probably get. I can understand. Yeah, Maryland has pretty extreme seasons. Um, yeah. I, uh, you know this about me, that I'm like a major cinephile. I love movies. Oh, I, yeah. I love stories. I, uh, it doesn't really matter what kind of movie. I could watch a chick flick and I can watch a Quentin Tarantino movie. And as long Dude, as you had you had shelves filled with DVDs, like yeah, man, shelves. as long as this is a good story, I, I, I'm all about it. Um, but I don't know if you know this about me. For the past couple of years, uh, when October hits, I watch a horror movie every single day. Hell yes, dude. And it to me, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a great tradition because I'm I'm too old to like go trick or treating and yeah uh, stuff like that, or, or and I've never really been like the party animal. So same. Um, yeah, my way of celebrating is just indulging my cinephile persona and watching actually, way too many horror movies. Actually, same dude. Um, 
we were uh i don't know if you have you seen vhs like all three of them oh Was yeah it, uh, oh the, yeah uh, i think what? that they're they're um some of them are good some of them are bad I, yeah I, agree. I actually have a friend named dc who is an extra in one of those and you can see him get oh, eaten shit. by a zombie oh shit how do you yep. look for him? Which one yeah, was it? Yeah. Was it the third one? I think it was the, the one, one where the person has a GoPro and they're riding a bike in a park. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a okay, zombie outbreak breaks out. Okay, yeah, so that's the, one of the Yeah, he's one of the zombies. He has a goatee. Yeah, good shit. Um, yeah, yeah. Is there anything else we need to talk about before the next episode? Um, I mean, I'm going to mention this, and like, if you don't want to put it in the podcast, that's whatever. I don't um, cut it out. Yeah, cut it out. But um, I, me and Paul... While back, uh, produced this amazing horror film uh, that I think is amazing. I think it's pretty damn good. Uh, we want to definitely condense it because it, I think it used to be an hour and thirty minutes, and we would like to condense it a little bit to make it a little bit more of a short. Yeah, film. we had tried um, to we had tried to watch through it last time you were in town, and then and we, we just got really drunk. We, we got really <laughs> drunk, and we were stopping at every seven seconds to talk, and then we would talk for fifteen minutes. And then it was like three o'clock in the morning. We're only ten minutes into the movie, and uh, you kind of turn to me and you're like, "I'm about to pass out," <laughs> which, I, which I did. I like which you did. It yeah, too. I want to say I want to say twenty seconds went by and you were asleep. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty. So uh, pretty quick. yeah, I mean, but, if, um, it's, if it's good enough, we're willing to upload it in its entirety. Um, yeah, only if it's good enough. So like, no promises. But well, my I do want to work confidence because I'm always overly critical about the things that I make, um, and. From my my confidence derives from the fact that people still compliment me about the Westminster Railway horror Same, movie that dude. we made. Like mm-hmm. people are still come up to me or message me online and they're like, "It's so scary." And mind you, a lot of them are kids, and I think there's a certain um, creep factor that comes from being a teenager and being mm-hmm. you know randomly stumbling online to this creepy movie that you've never heard of. And yeah. so, but but point being. No matter how good or bad I think our movie Morciel that we made is, mm-hmm. it's by definition hundreds of times better than Westminster Railway. Oh my god, dude. No, if people like Westminster fantastic. Railway, then Morciel is going to blow them out of the fucking water. Yeah, so I'm not going to say if I think Morciel is good or bad, but I do think it's a shit ton better than that thing that we made when we were kids. Yeah, which we were also calling Blair Witch for like a long yeah, time. Yeah, it, it is no longer. <laughs> it's so funny. We, we named it. The Blair Witch Project, Westminster Railway. It has nothing to do with the Blair. We Witch both were Project. like, "This is a good idea. This is great. This is going to work." It became so popular that mm-hmm. both Drew and I have autographs of the director of the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that because he had felt like one of our mutual friends like met him offhandedly and was like, "Have you heard of this movie that is inspired by the Blair Witch Project?" And it has nothing to do with the Blair nothing Witch at all. Project. No. I, we did it, no for our age uh, and for the people we were working with we did it, we did a damn good yeah job. it's it's a found footage um, yeah. horror movie just like the Blair Witch Project is and that's kind mm-hmm. of where the inspiration ends a lot of people don't like found footage movies but I think that they're like the most perfect horror thing it's, it's just I agree. It, it really starts narrowing the line of you know believability and mm-hmm. makes uh, it feel real. And More CL is also a found footage film that we made a couple of years ago, and yeah. uh, that we just haven't released. And um, I'm excited to do that. It, you know, I, I as long as uh, you know you're back in town at that point, we're able to mm-hmm. get together. Let's get it done. Yeah, sounds good, dude. Yeah. Um, I honestly have to pee like a motherfucker. Okay. Uh, so I I want to thank everybody for listening to uh, this episode. I want to thank the... Drew's bladder for having perfect timing. <laughs> it's like... right at right at one hour. He, you know, it's like it's time. <laughs> we got. I gotta end this. I gotta pee real quick. Um, yeah. I'm but, excited uh, yeah. to record the next episode. I'm not gonna be sicky anymore, and maybe I'll be more energetic, and maybe all of our stories won't be so depressing and morbid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for real. I, I, I definitely wanted to uh, I was excited to do this story about the pedophilia charges and stuff like that and the conspiracy about catfishing because I do have a bit of a morbid curiosity and I know that you do too and oh, I same. wanted yeah. I wanted to open the podcast to like not needing to always be these quirky sort of things and um, I don't think we both planned on having one episode that was just morbid but no uh, we didn't no i would really i would really be interested in hearing people's feedback yeah for real about um, this one 
Hit us up on Twitter, you know. Uh, let, let us know if you liked it. If you want more like this, let us know if you want it to be like. Because I, I, I think that it's more likely that maybe a third of the time I'll tell something that's a little bit more morbid, you know. Yeah. Not, not the majority of the time. I like, I like the dark shit. I love talking about the dark. I shit. do too, like, so like, and, but I just don't want to, you know. After talking about uh, my last topics of dolphin sex and um, <laughs> uh, Z, how ZZ Top was pretending to be the zombies for years i, I right. didn't want to just be like and now i'm gonna talk about serial killers you know so this was a nice way to kind of ease into it hell yeah right. yeah go uh go pee i'm gonna i'm gonna go pee um okay i love you guys uh paul's gonna actually outro us so i'll be right back oh just okay i thought that'd be interesting would it be like you know go, go ahead i'll go ahead i'll, I'll go ahead and uh, get it done. okay i'll, I'll be right back i'll be right back okay cool i'll talk to you later they won't hear from you um okay uh well in this circumstance if drew were here i would say um fuck you drew and then after i said that drew would say fuck you paul and then either myself or drew would say fuck you audience and then one of us would probably excitedly be like, we'll talk to you next week. So. Okay. Um, bye, guys.